and welcome to Trail Trials, a video review section of ironfar.com. My name is Travis Lyles and in this video we're going to take a look at the Saucony Peregrine 12. This shoe is a 4mm drop, 26.5 at the heel and 22.5 at the toe. It is listed at 9.7 ounces, though I just weighed this one that has right around 150 miles and it showed 9.5 ounces. It's got a lot of good stuff going on for it. I'm pretty excited about uh, what they've done here. So with all that said, let's get up close and personal and let's see what this shoe is all about. So to start off, if you were to compare this to say the previous version of the Peregrine 11, it is a much more stripped down, simple outsole. And I think that that is a, a major win here. Um, in fact, I feel like this shoe performs better across almost all terrain profiles than the previous version of the Peregrine did. And I think they've done that by just not having so much going on. And it is a really nice lug pattern forward-facing lugs on the front, rear-facing lugs in the back, uh, slightly deep. They bite well in dirt and mud and kind of that semi-wet type of, of environment. They really perform well on that. This power track outsole isn't the greatest on really slick stuff. So kind of marbly type rocks, bridges that are made out of wood that are wet and sort of get that slime on it. This isn't the most frictiony outsole, but I think what's happened here is because it is simplified, there's actually more space for the shoe to grip on. Whereas in that previous version, there was so much going on. I think it almost created a, a slicker bottom than what it should have been given how aggressive that it looked. Um, but overall, they've stripped down this and because of that, the shoe weighs about two ounces less than the previous version. There's a rock plate in here. Uh, it's that kind of fabric-y stitched looking rock plate. It still allows for some flexibility, but it adds for some e extra puncture resistance. Uh, that rock plate stops in the midfoot and transitions to just outsole and foam here at the back. In fact, you can see a little bit of that foam pushing through. When you look at the midsole side of things, it uses Saucony's Power Run. This is more of a general purpose midsole foam, more of a classic type of foam. So it's a little bit firmer. And for this shoe's purpose, which going back to the Peregrine, I think is fast across lots of different terrains. I think this is the right type of foam here. It doesn't deform, it doesn't kind of mush out of the side, it holds its own, that it helps propel this shoe forward without having any tricks up its sleeve. So there's no carbon plating in here. It's not a rocker outsole. It has a little bit of kind of this toe-off design. It's really a shoe that's meant for moving quickly. And I think that this single density power run foam is the right choice here uh, to add a little bit of that spring in your step without having to have a whole bunch of extra stuff going on. Moving up to the upper, it is again simplified. You can see it's a very simple kind of mesh patterning here. Uh, it is all the way around the shoe, way, way less overlays compared to previous versions of the Peregrine. The only place where you're gonna see some of these overlays are really on the upper part of the shoe and that's done along the lacing area to really create some structure so that when you pull the laces together, it's creating this, this cage, this wrap, really from the heel all the way down to the toes. So it's just enough, I think, on this upper to make this feeling of a lockdown fit that you can run fast in without creating so much overlay that the shoe is inflexible, that it's heavy. 
And another thing I'll just comment on is the width of the toe box. I think for a Peregrine, there's a fair amount of room for your toes to wiggle in here. And you can see it's a little more blunt, maybe looking. So some room for your toes to move and really nothing getting in the way. No material, no weird things on here. Just mesh that lets your toes do what they need to do. From a protection standpoint, there's a decent amount here. Uh, this is fairly hard from the outsole wrapping around to the front. And then this extra overlay, there's a couple layers on here add even a little bit extra on the sides when you might be catching or scuffing something. From a heel standpoint, it is a, I think a, a good compromise of a heel counter where it is soft up top. So you don't have anything kind of pushing against your Achilles tendon or anything like that. Um, it's soft and malleable. And then once it gets about halfway down, there is a structured heel counter in here. I think that works well again with this kind of lacing system with the overlays that are on here having that little bit of heel counter in there really locks my foot in well for a narrowish type of heel while giving my foot kind of the ability to move around without feeling impeded by some sort of hard kind of counter on the back from a tongue standpoint it's fairly thin thin piece of foam sandwiched between some mesh it is gusseted inside and that starts right around kind of the the uppermost fabric eyelet and works its way all the way down into the inside of the shoe. So hopefully avoiding those hot spots, I didn't notice any, but really giving it kind of that athletic and kind of sock-like feel. So I think two kind of extra things that I wanna call out here. One is the sock liner. The sock liner uses a different type of midsole foam. So versus being this Power Run or just standard EVA, they use their Power Run Plus here. This is a thicker sock liner than you're probably used to seeing in, in a majority of the shoes that you wear. And I really like what's going on here. One is, is this is a this is what's used in a lot of their, their road shoes, is this Power Run Plus. It's a really like reboundy, cushiony type of foam. So without doing an entire midsole in it, they use this. So it adds a little extra cushion, it adds a little extra bounce. And from a durability standpoint, I'm really impressed with this sock liner, um, which isn't something that I say necessarily very often, but there's not very much like pitting that I see out of this. If I was to pull a sock liner off of one of my other shoes that wasn't made out of something like this, there would be like very thin spots where my big toe was putting pressure in that shoe and probably across some other toes as well. This doesn't seem to have any of that. So I think a nice kind of compromise of putting a springier, more, advanced foam type in the shoe while not creating something that is kind of wobbly or, or feels out of control when you're descending super fast. So uh, I like this kind of uh, foam that they're using here uh, for the sock liner and hope to see more of this type of thing. Advanced foam and sock liners versus sock liners being an afterthought. And then the last thing I want to show is just a little bit of a, I guess a cautionary tale. I'm definitely getting some early wear. Again, the shoe has about 150 I'd say hard miles on it, uh, but right here at my flex spot, I'm getting some fraying that's coming from this overlay that's on the shoe, but just wanted to point that out as a little bit of a worrisome spot. In closing, I'm really pumped about what's going on here. I think this Peregrine is as close to the original heritage of the Peregrine as we've seen in a whole bunch of versions. Uh, in fact, my review of the Saucony Peregrine 11 I made a statement where I said, this is a trail shoe. And I meant that in just like, it, it just was a trail shoe. It didn't really have like a category necessarily that it fit into. 
This is sort of moving back towards trail racing shoe. It still has that low profile. It's got the Power Run Plus sock liner that adds a little bit of bounce and spring to it while also doing some work to, to diffuse that poking and pressure of the ground. There's a rock plate in there that's not too heavy. The tread is aggressive and works in most scenarios with the exception of kind of the slickest type of, of stuff. They just get a lot of things right here and I think move back to what this shoe was. And if you were an original Peregrine lover and sort of fell out of favor with them over the last you know handful of, of versions, I think this could be the one to draw you back in. The negative, one is it stains super easy. It's looked like this since my second run. Like this shoe was nice bright yellow. It immediately got this weird sort of green dirty look and I couldn't ever get that out. And then the other side is just this fraying that's happening in this area right here. The tongue is gusseted so it's gonna sit over that wear area and more than likely would keep stuff from falling into it. But when you start stripping down a shoe, something's gotta give. And in this case, uh, we're getting a little bit of fraying here. This is not a shoe that's gonna make it 500 miles. For me, I think probably 300 is about as good as I'm gonna get out of this. So if you're okay with that, and again, you sort of look at this as a racing shoe, then that might be just fine. You look at it as, it's not my everyday trainer. I'm gonna wear this when I wanna go fast and you know it sort of meets all the conditions that this shoe is, is meant to do. So with that, questions, comments, What's your love of the old Peregrines? Have you tried the new ones? Do you think they match up to that? Uh, or are you upset that they've kind of moved away from more of a traditional do-everything shoe and they're starting to slide back into of a faster-paced racing lightweight shoe? Leave those comments below. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time.